What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 249. It is a fantastic Sunday here on this uh, this lovely gaming week. And we are back, as always, with your weekly show covering the biggest topics in gaming with industry, technical, and legal insight. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by the full cast of characters today and an extra because I think Dan, Mr. Rodriguez, good morning, sir, has his new buddy with us. I got him. All right, here he Where is. is. There he is. He's not going to last he's long. Like, no, he's, he's he's putting his head down. He's like, yeah, he's, I don't want to be on this show. He's already eating my cord. My, <laughs> my so, literally started off. This is Loki. We just got him Loki. Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. And Loki's a bold name for a dog, my friend. Dan, I mean, you're yeah. not supposed to reveal that his name is Loki until the very end. After yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> exhaustive <laughs> adventure up the mountain with him. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I should have done it at the end, but yeah. He is here, and I am ready to go. It's fully half the BitCast with pets named Loki in their house. What? You have one too? You all yes. have a pet? Do you? Uh, I didn't know that. You guys are just like big. You just you're just so basic. I like have a pet named Loki. It's like, bro. Next, you're gonna tell me that you have kids and Listen stuff. On. Like, just like get a <laughs> life, you lose son. My son's dog. He just happens to be at work at the moment. I also have a bean who's laid down, sprawled next to me. So a bean and a Loki. A bean and a Loki. There you go. Yep. Hey, ready to go, man. Well, good to have you back. Uh, I heard the trip was fantastic. Glad you enjoyed yourself. This is a yet another point in Team Travis. Don't go on vacations. Only don't work. go on vacations with your in-laws is the, the especially when they can't, you know, when one of them. I don't, don't know, get him started, is. Travis. Don't it's get him just, started. He just goes. I'll take the I'll take the W. This is for yeah. Team Seven Day Work Week right yeah. here. I'm gonna take, take the one where I can find it. I literally started in New York City and said, "Hey, let's all stick together. Uh, this can get a little bit crazy." Literally, we get out of the airport and my father-in-law has wandered off talking to a uh, tour bus driver, uh, just like you know, a hundred yards away. And I'm like, "Our bus is here, run!" <laughs> you know, and it's just and it was like that pretty much most of the time. And nice. Yeah, I was basically the Google Maps guy trying to figure out mm. where we were going, and it was exhausting. But, yeah, that, you know, that's a job in and of itself. I'm good, thank you. I agree I with Travis on this one, 100%. Yeah. But too. Travis is here, dapper as always, sir. Although, I don't know, the the blue sh the black striped tie on the blue shirt, I, I don't know if I'm digging it this week, man. This is navy I don't know blue, if I'm digging it. This is navy yeah. blue. Uh, yeah, you know. Navy you know. blue, I don't know. striped tie on a, on a light blue shirt. That's That's color coordination, yeah. sir. <laughs> how you doing man i've <laughs> right, um, been playing lots of games and working on reviews it's i'm doing what i love in life so that's all that matters right that is all that right, matters. right yep. boys yes <laughs> let's get it <laughs> we're off to a roaring start and of course <laughs> all right. and of course of course hoag is here filling out the panel how you doing man good morning I'm good. Barely here. Yeah, I had to rip myself away from Zelda. Kingdom uh -oh. is crying. Yes. <laughs> Kingdom is crying. No playing during the show. You've got Very a well. 90 minute hiatus. McClunky Hoke. <laughs> well, yes, we're going to be talking obviously about Zelda today. Uh, actually, funny enough, it was a pretty quiet week in terms of gaming news. So, talk about some of the uh, rumors coming up. Uh, kind of a topic of uh, top 10 gaming or top 10 games, excuse me. That was going around that I want to discuss with you guys. Uh, obviously, Hogue and Travis can talk to us about Zelda. I have not played it, 
uh, a couple other small things. Uh, first, of course, uh, if you're here in America with us, obviously, um, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, wives, moms, anyone, uh, you know, doing the things that we appreciate so much uh, for their support and love and everything else. So uh, I know we have quite a few that join us every week here on the show. So happy Mother's Day to you. I hope you're having a great day. And, um, you know, uh, yes, many of us on the big cast were born of a mother. Uh, three out of four. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. Out of a tube. It's true. <laughs> it's a pretty good go. ratio, really. <laughs> it's majority. Um, it a but anyway, prototype. Yeah, yeah. Can we get 1.0 yet? Prototype's not working for me. He broke the mold. They ended the trial. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't worth it. We're done with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But anyway. Um, and then uh, just a quick shout out. I'll shout it off, obviously, at the end, too. But next week is BitCast 250. We're going to do another special trivia show that seemed to go over pretty well last time. People had a good time. So we've got uh, a few guests coming on next week from around the gaming community. Uh, new, different guests from last time, but uh, good friends of ours and people that have been on BitCast in the past. And uh, they'll be joining us. And this time, Mr. Guy is hosting. So he will be our game show host. I get to just shut up and answer questions. And, um, you know, we'll see what questions he comes up with. He was he was pretty big at making fun of mine. So he better be prepared. Yeah, they were extremely trivial, which is the point. So I'm <laughs> excited to ask even more asinine questions that no person could reasonably be expected to know. Fair. Very fair. Should be fun. So, yeah, it should be a good time. But anyway, boys, so... Uh, before we get to Zelda, uh, we've got the uh, Diablo server slam going on this weekend. We've got Star Wars still sitting out there. What you guys been up to? Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> Zelda. But you know what? Not just Zelda. Really? Zelda guys? Come out till Friday, Zelda. though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been playing Resident Evil 4. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons. I've been playing... Uh, Doom or or not Doom? Whoops, Diablo. Close, close, close. <laughs> Diablo. Um, the server slam. There's been lots of stuff, guys, out there. But most importantly, Zelda. Yeah, I mean, I was rolling a Breath of the Wild playthrough into Tears of the Kingdom. So oh, so I, you I literally Zelda. just Zelda? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Wow. I didn't realize it? How you it, were. Uh, how yeah. Compare. Tell us about that journey. How does it compare? I mean, it, it, it is interesting. Tears of the Kingdom is like three times as big as Breath of the Wild and the powers are more powerful. So it is interesting to think Breath of the Wild, which outside of Ains, I think a lot of us think is a very, very good game, has been eclipsed good game. pretty summarily by this new game that just does more and better. So, I mean, I think it's interesting to play them right next to each other because at least the one map, in Breath of the Wild is the same. You can see how they built Tears of the Kingdom, but I think it's great to have a sequel video game that is like a sequel in movies or, or another season of television where you get to go and revisit places and see how they've changed. And I think video games have lost that too often, honestly, which is that it has to be new every time has prevented that kind of growth or seeing a world progress. And I think Tears of the Kingdom does that to some extent. Now, I do not think tears of the kingdom is perfect i'll talk about that a little bit but i have been enjoying it a lot hmm. man well i guess i've been playing i guess Star we're just Wars. getting 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're just getting into Zelda. Yeah. I don't know if we're going that far. I, know, I, I got back. Uh, I got to play a little bit of Star Wars before I left. Uh, and then I got to play more of it. I played like an hour of Zelda, man. That's about all I've played so far. I've just been trying to finish Jedi Survivor. And I think it's awesome. I think uh, I've had, I've been playing with the performance mode. It's been pretty good. There are definitely problems, but uh, for the most part, uh, I've had, I had, it's weird because it all depends on where you are, how many enemies there are. If you're near water, you're pretty much screwed, but yeah, weird things um, make it slow down. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of odd. So, but um, for the most part, uh, that's all I've been playing. And of course, Hitman. Uh, just want to <laughs> shout out IOI for 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 releasing the new May patch that is uh, basically killing the game. I'm now uh, on the Destiny Two train with Travis, but in Hitman, uh, they're going backwards. <laughs> I'm not sure why uh, they're doing some of the stuff they're doing, but uh, there are people on the Destiny train right now. I didn't even know that game yeah. was up and operational. Well, the old Destiny train, barely. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it is limping along as far as wow. we can tell. Yeah, my yeah. son said the same thing about it. He's like, "There's yeah." Expli- ex- explain that, Travis. What what's actually going sure. on here? Yeah, I can explain that. Um, so, and I have been playing Destiny this week. So, yeah, it's a Guardian Games for those who don't know. A seasonal activity um, is happening right now. Um, Destiny has become increasingly buggy uh, in the past year plus, probably more than two years, uh, and also increasingly unstable. Um, uh, this culminated in them firing their head of QA uh, fairly recently at, at the team, um, which was happened, unfortunately, very publicly on Twitter. Um, and uh, the game is extremely uh, unreliable at this time. And um, there's a number of factors going into that. One is that uh, Stadia was how they did a lot of their QA post-COVID um, in their work from, from home model. And uh, that platform is now gone. And so that that has made it difficult for them to troubleshoot. And also um, from the uh, talks I've had with people working at Bungie off the record um, is that uh, the work from home model makes QA pretty difficult and they're struggling to uh, keep things working. (laughs) And uh, it has happened extremely publicly because it's a live service game. So everybody sees all the bugs and every time they roll out a patch they break about 50 different things and then they have to release (laughs) known bugs list that is so long it touches almost every part of the game in some cases literally every part of the game um and it's made the game extremely difficult to play it's got errors all over the place people getting kicked the server getting taken offline and then the maintenance warlocks randomly celebrated yeah, Warlocks randomly celebrated was one of them. It also has been uh, re- removing all progress from people's profiles, deleting all their characters nice. and bringing them back to that. Though that's rare, and when it happens, they fix it for those people. Like they are able to back it up somehow, but um, it still is doing crazy stuff that is making certain people be like, "All right, well, on Tuesdays when they roll out patches, I am not playing the game that entire day because often." They break the entire game, and then it takes them a full day to get it back up and running. And then when it does get get back up and running, it has a whole bunch of new issues. And so um, it's been very hard to watch in the Destiny community. Um, Luckily, happening at a time where not a ton of people are playing. But next week is the beginning of the next season, and there's the next. I think it might be the week after. Um, But either way, it's coming up close, and it's making people a little worried about this high-profile content launch when the game is barely operational so let me ask crazy do you think so this is 
there is a hitman community much much smaller than destiny uh that and, and uh, there's some people out there saying that you know a lot of these updates and the things that they're doing to uh fix the game or change just random things is because that they basically have moved on to their next next project and uh they kind of have like the b team kind of going back and just taking care of whatever is left i mean Granted, you know, I think they've done a great job with Hitman, you know, because I wasn't expecting like the whole freelancer update and all that stuff. So it's basically free content. Um, mm-hmm. But but a lot of the, the Hitman community is blaming IOI for, you know, basically shifting all their resources to 007 now. And yep. we just basically get, you know, you think there's any, you know, that's kind of happening over there at Bungie or... Uh, absolutely. Um, so I wrote a 3000 word op-ed about exactly what's going on at destiny and it never, it, at least so far has not seen the light of day at IGN. So, um, hopefully eventually it'll be I, I know a site that. that'll publish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much do they pay? Um, and, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Um, so, uh, the, the, there are numerous problems that I think are, are, are thing with destiny. And I think it's probably true for Hitman as well, uh, Dan, which is, um, at, at Bungie, especially, I think that a brain drain is going on. They were acquired by Sony not too long ago. And Sony has ambitions to release 10 live service games by 2026. And I think that they, um, included, uh, bonuses to people who stick with the company, uh, after the acquisition. So specifically so that they can pick talented people out of that studio and put them on other projects. So I think that's happening. I think Bungie is working on at least two games that aren't destiny. One is we know is a multiplayer, like hero shooter type game. And another one's a mobile game, um, that I think takes place in the destiny universe. I'm not sure about that. Um, and, uh, so they're doing that. They're focusing on other stuff. And I think they thought they had destiny, uh, like, you know, down pat and then a lot of stuff happening during COVID and the work from home situation is making that more difficult. Um, but they definitely are experiencing high turnover as most companies are during this whole great resignation period where people are proving that they don't mind changing jobs freely and quickly if they find a better opportunity, um, which I think is healthy, but it's, it's, uh, it's hurting this particular project. And my guess is Hitman's probably suffering from some of the same macro issues that lots of people are suffering from yeah right now. Hey, hey, halo's the same way yeah and you can see it in lots of games that are specifically based out of america because america is sort of the country that's decided that you know post-covid they're just going to completely change the way that they do work and i think there are um logistical issues with working on a creative project and, and doing that and uh, you can see it in the end results i mean it, it, tears of the kingdom comes out japanese made game and has basically no problems is super well flushed out and then you get games like jedi survivor that should have been flushed out but weren't and uh, those are not that's apples and oranges come on i mean but you you can go down the list i mean american-made games right now are buggy yeah go, go down the list like literally no, no. diablo is pretty good <laughs> fair diablo is pretty good <laughs> fair. um yeah. Although, I mean, yeah, but I get your point. I get your point. We we've talked through that, right? There there are uh there are certain situations happening in our industry probably to your point a little specific to our country that are causing uh some developmental issues. So, I like I said Halo's in the same spot. They just, you know, between contractors and resources leaving and you know, people firing is it, just it's just not a great place and it's it's frustrating for people who enjoy those games. So, 
<clears throat> but Dan, you it was time for you to move on from Hitman anyway, you know. It is. I mean, I'm 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 still <laughs> grinding to level 100, which takes freaking forever. Um, wait, wait, of, wait. There's a level in that game you haven't reached? There's there well, there's several levels I haven't reached. I'm not like, you know, the best in the world by any means. There's there's hit or freelancer has levels 1 through 100, so Oh, okay. I got you. I'm, I'm at like 78, and it's just a very, very slow grind at this point. You I got know, there's, you. They, they, they've taken out like a lot of items from different maps that kind of make certain situations harder, and it, it's weird what they're doing. Like there's a – on the PC, like if you fail the mission where you're still alive and you, you know, you, but you failed your parameters, you can alt F4, which basically shuts the game down and – They've removed that, or actually, they they haven't removed it. You could, if you do it now, you basically fail the mission. So people were basically using it to, I mean, sure. it's kind of a cheat, but I understand what they were doing. Uh, but uh, I don't care because I, I think that game has brought me more, you know, content and joy. So I mean, it's 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 fine, you know. Go you on your money's out of hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you know, yes. and then some. It was it was it was crazy. So I, I'm not going to hold it, you know, hold them too accountable. For that kind of stuff, I mean, I understand. You've also gotten my money on Hitman, Dan. So. Mind, I might have got all of it, <laughs> and most of the chat. I think mine as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's all I've been playing, though, guys. Well, I think um, we might as well talk about Zelda then, because I do have some questions for you guys, um, and it, it's obviously you know far and away the biggest game uh, this week and probably the year. You know, there's some other big contenders still coming, but uh, it's hard to think that anything's going to top this one uh at least critically um so uh, funny enough uh and let me put the super chat up because this is one of the questions I, I wanted to ask you guys about zelda is alex is reviewing this is alex he's reviewing zelda for us uh he's been playing it uh for sg he's reviewing it and five dollar super chat and he says i've always been a breath of the wild is real good but a tad overpraised with tears of the kingdom i'm playing the game telling people uh Oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing the game people tell me Breath of the Wild always was. It's astonishing. And we were talking in our Discord about this. He basically was saying that reflecting on Breath of the Wild now, it looks like kind of their first swing at a at an open world kind of adventure, whereas Tears it of the was. Kingdom, they, they've taken you know the time. Like Tears of the Kingdom basically is the game that Breath of the Wild got praised to be. Yeah, um, it, it's an like, Assassin's Creed type drum. Yeah. Like one and two? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fantastic. That's good to hear. Yeah, so, uh, I would. I would thank agree you, Alex. With that. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. And I think some of us on the show have said that while we like Breath of the Wild, I know I, I include myself in this, we wouldn't have given it a ten out of ten. And I think, you know, right. I'm not reviewing Tears of the Kingdom, but I think it comes much, much closer to being worthy of a ten out of ten than Breath of the Wild did for me. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think the reason Breath of the Wild feels like their first swing at open world is because it was, and. Sure. Uh, they, it was a really good open world, and I think it importantly came out at a really good time for the Switch, which was that um, we were still seeing what the Switch was capable of, and it was shocking that it was capable of Breath of the Wild. Now we know that it's capable of that. We know what is involved in an open world RPG for Zelda, and I think that it's on them to amaze us with the th- stuff that they didn't even the stuff that we didn't think could be a part of breath of the wild and they did that amazingly they threw out all the old rules of zelda and gave us a fresh bag of new ones and the bag of new ones is so different from what we saw in breath of the wild i'm actually shocked at what the type of game tears of the kingdom is because i did not watch 
anything for this game i didn't i didn't keep up i knew i wasn't reviewing it so i had no obligation to like watch the trailers or whatever so i had no idea the direction they were going in and so i just went in cold to tears of the kingdom and i was like i i played it uh, it was 9 9 p.m my time was when it came out on on the yeah the thursday night or whatever i happened to be on a plane coming back from seattle and i was giggling like loudly you know on the plane just like playing this game and like going like what this is crazy uh in that tutorial area by the um, way so if i'm on a plane and travis is near me giggling i think my plane's going down yeah for sure <laughs> i think a lot of people thought that people was getting some looks they were like what is this guy doing okay. by the way this uh, yeah, is where i remind good. you that breath of the wild was a wii u game um yes you can game. tell i mean so. you can tell especially because tears of the kingdom is doing a few graphical things that breath of the wild didn't try and okay. That appears to be the generational difference, I would say. But yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with what Travis is saying. The only difference is in time, which is I think I'm on video on this show saying that when they did their first gameplay demonstration about a month ago, that's when I decided to pre-order it. That's when they kind of showed off what they had in mind, right? Powers and everything. And right. so that's when I think I think when most of us came to the understanding that Tears was trying to be something real different. Um, but yeah, if, if you discovered that on a plane. I think that that's still fun too. So yeah, I, I, it is, however, one area where I think I'm not quite as sold and I was before I played the game. So I really enjoy this. Tears of the Kingdom is great. I'm loving it. But one of the powers specifically, which is the building power, the Fortnite power, whatever you want to call it, they call it Ultra Hand, Ultra um, Hand. is susceptible to puzzle solving that is physics oriented and in a way that I don't find terribly satisfying. This is what I would call the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts problem. So, so I was, was going to ask about that. So go ahead. And then I want to ask a question. Go ahead. Sure. So I, I was in a, I was in a shrine for maybe 90 minutes yesterday that I called the pinball shrine, which I tweeted out about saying freaking pinball shrine, which after you get a chance to look at the room and the shrine itself and see what parts are available to you, you have to figure out what you're doing with it. And in this case, you're going to be playing pinball. But because it's all physics oriented, it doesn't mean that you can solve it just by solving it mentally. Like, you know, you have to make a flipper, you know, you have to hit it with timing. The thing, can, the thing can still fly apart. It can still do weird stuff. It can still do these kinds of things in the game. And I don't love that kind of looseness. I really like Zelda to be very, I don't, tight is probably the wrong word, but like that the puzzles are very, okay, so I have to flip this block and this hits this switch and this hits this switch. Mm -hmm. This ladder comes down and do 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 you know, and yes. uh, we do all this stuff. But now, Tears of the Kingdom is a much more loose Minecraft Fortnite building experience that, to me, isn't quite as satisfying as the kind of this is the puzzle the designers designed, and here's the solution that you figured out. Yeah, it does mean that it's open. You've got 13 different ways to think about these things, but because they've had this, they've added this looseness. It means you can have solved it. You don't need to make a flipper. And because it's too high on the mount or too low or whatever, the ball isn't going where you need it to go. And so you haven't solved it because you haven't hit the ball where it needs to be. So you're you're making me panic. Well, not panic because, you know, I don't really care too much. But um, when I, I'm seeing all these clips, right, and all these videos of exactly what you're saying, and wow, you can create this and do this. And, and the question I was going to have for you guys, the main question today, and it's funny you bring up nuts and bolts, because I was going to bring up nuts and bolts uh, because game. I remember when that game was launched by Rare. And I, it may not be a great analogy one-to-one, -one, right? But I do remember when that game was Similar launched. It was like, it's everything you love about Banjo-Kazooie, except now you can build and do it how you want. And to me, that's a turnoff. That's like, I don't want to build. Uh, I want you to design the game for me to play. 
Um, <laughs> I don't, it's like Fallout 4. It was like, it's Fallout 3, but now you can build and do all that. I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. Do I have to do that? Like that, I, that's not what I like in a game. So what I was going to ask you guys is, the way you're describing it, Hogue, it sounds like you, the question I was going to ask is, do you have to, or is it like optional? Like, can you play around with all this stuff for fun and kind of complete things the way you want to? But yeah. there is like a dedicated path you can do that you don't have to do this, or does the game require that you kind of figure it out as part of its core gameplay loop? So some of the shrines are building shrines, just like some of the shrines are combat shrines. But in general, okay. the world is organized around this notion that you can build stuff. So they've added like material caches around the world. But do you have to engage with it heavily? No, but you're going to want to because you can mess with and sequence break all over the place with building things and doing all sorts of fun stuff. It's just that it is looser for things that need to be puzzle solved. So like in a shrine, in a dungeon room, whatever it might be, if that's a mechanic where you have to build something, I don't love how the physics kind of mandates whether it succeeds or not more than the fact that you mentally solved it. I got you. Yeah. Okay. But it's excellent. I mean, I, I, even early on, I wanted to complain a little bit about it being fiddly. You have to rotate things across different axes. And one of the things I was having trouble figuring out was that you had to really orient the, the object in your ultra hand a specific way in order to vertically flip it. Because what it's trying to show is you can, it's always vertical across the axis that you're looking at it at, which is hard to explain just talking with you. But it means you have to rotate it around to a specific direction and then rotate it back to where you want it in the world. Yeah. Um, and it is a little fiddly, but it becomes pretty second nature pretty quick. Do you um, play a lot of building games, Hogue? Like survival crafters? No. Okay. That's good to know. Because I imagine this is probably a lot of people's like first entry into like building things, but I, I play a lot of games where that's a mechanic, so... I picked up Zelda and I was like, oh yeah, I know all this. I got well, it. The, in the interesting thing yeah. to me is right. Like my most building is like in, I don't know, like something like a Fortnite or whatever. And like when you use ultra hand and it's highlighted, it feels like it's not in the world anymore until you place it back down. But it is, you're still affecting things in front of you. And yeah, also you can slap stuff. on X. Unlike Fortnite, yeah. which is just physics doesn't matter. You just put walls wherever and things like that. If you try to build a construction and then you put it back into the world, it'll tip over if it's not balanced and things like that. So it's it's tricky for me. I'm not an engineer to figure out exactly how to do it. It is a little bit more finicky than I like in my Zelda, but I do like how much it opens up different solutions. So I think it's worth it. I just I want to point out that it's not perfect. And then there are places where it felt bad to me. Mm. Hmm. It's interesting. That's the thing that as I see more and more, like I said, that was the biggest concern. Like I love hearing that it's uh, kind of a more uh, detailed game, that there's more stuff to find and do. I loved hearing about the dungeons and a lot of people are obviously raving about it. Right. Um, and I, I really do want to experience it and I hope it kind of hits for me better than breath of the wild did. Um, Is it still but, the highest rated game on Metacritic ever right now? Not it's ever, but it's up there. Yeah. It's not ever. Wasn't it? I think it was, it was, ever. It was ever when it came out. Yeah, when it came out, it was, it was ever for a few hours. On oh, it, it already <laughs> fell off. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's still way up there. Yeah, um, but I, um, what was I going to say? Um, but this is the aspect that concerns me the most because I don't want to build. Like, leave me alone. 
Um, just let me play. It's probably not the game for no you. No joy. Build. No joy. No, I just don't like building games. Why is that no joy? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just no don't like joy. building games. Because uh, building is one of the most essential forms of play. Did you never play with Legos as a kid? Yeah, I but I don't want to do that in my video game. Wow. So I have Legos. You've changed, Ains. I I liked you when you were when you had when, you, when I was I eight. You, I liked you when your shoes lit up when you ran. That was my favorite version was, of it. He was running down the the ramps with his heelys on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that, that was just had, a couple years ago. This guy had Velcro on his sneakers. <laughs> they lit up. They had a little Spider-Man plastic decal on the side, wow. and he played Legos. Uh, that, right? That was well, Batman. Thank you. Well, let I mean, me. He had Batman decal on the side, and he played Legos. But he's lost. His childlike wonder. He hasn't retained the spirit of youth. And, well, let me and say the opposite end of this because I feel like I'm nip. Uh, it, like the level of criticism <laughs> I have on this is more nitpick oriented than swamps the whole fun of the game. Because I call that a Travis. Yeah. You get you get the original <laughs> powers, and these are powers that you would have learned about in the preview video. So you probably know all these if you watched that one, Ains or Dan. I but did. You, yep. you get your you get your great plateau powers. They have a new great plateau in this game, and the immediate effect for me is just feeling like everywhere you walk is a possible environmental puzzle, like forest, cliffs, trees, everything. And you feel like, <laughs> you know, it's only three powers that you get from the top four, actually, if you uh, make it through the whole first area, then you have like this toolbox of unlimited possibilities for anywhere that you go into. And it's really very satisfying to have this particular power set over the one that they gave you in Breath of the Wild and then to go into a room or go into an area and think, what are the things that I can do here and have them be uncountable because of the various things that you can do. And you, okay. can, you, you can cut down a tree, you can pick it up, you can drop it on the monsters if that's what you feel like. You can build a boat, you can build a ramp. You don't have to build anything if you don't want Ains. You can attach a bomb to your arrows and fire your bomb arrow into a camp. I mean, it's- Yeah, I like that. That's cool. The possibilities are really, really, really uh, significant, and I think that's what people are reacting to in Tears of the Kingdom. Is that it just feels okay. it feels more like a incredible sandbox and toy that just you can play however you feel like. So yes, you can build. You could build for hours if you wanted to. You want to build a house? You can build a house. You want to build the mech that you see on the internet? You can build that. But for the rest of us, probably you're gonna make you're gonna make horrible what my daughter calls public art because we have like art installations around Michigan that we stop at and, and uh, <laughs> enjoy and or consider why it exists. And so I made some really horrible looking things as I tried okay. to make ladders and climbable things, but it's, um, it's a game that rewards curiosity in a way that I okay. don't think many exploration games really get to. So my wife asked me, why, why, what makes this so great? I'm like, I, I really think it's one of the best exploration games of all time. It always feels like there's something fun to find, something new to use. And since you have all these powers that use the things that you find, there's just a lot of growth at all times when you play the game. That was that was going to be my next question is I didn't, while I felt like the um, Breath of the Wild kind of gave a sense of scale, right? And kind of a, a kind of um exploration-based discovery in the world. I just wasn't impressed by what you did find. Uh, like, a lot of that game felt barren to me. Does this game, uh, and whether you agree or not, does this game kind of have more in it, if that makes sense? Is there more going on from section to section than Breath of the Wild, would you say? 
Yes, absolutely. And the addition of the sky islands as well as the cave systems have different ecosystems. It almost cool. feels like, I don't know if you're familiar with Anno, but like they have yeah. multiple different economies that you have to interact with at the same time that build on each other. It has some of that okay. going, oh, you want to go to the sky islands to get something that you need there. You want to go to the caves to get something that you need there. And essentially it's three times as big as Breath of the Wild, but using things that are different than Breath of the Wild and that you're interested in finding in those ecosystems. So I think it feels significantly more uh, rewarding to explore than Breath of the Wild. And I love Breath of the Wild, so. Okay. You agree, Travis? Yeah. Um, I mean, this it's just like the purest form of a video game, in my opinion. Like, it did the light change in here? What is going on? Look, <laughs> did you see this? What do I look you, so you got lighter and I got darker because, like, a storm's rolling in right now. Did I get so, lighter? Sorry. Okay. Look, it looks you took my light, sir. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I look okay. Um, yeah. So it, it is, it, it to me, like, the fact that you can just do anything, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't really been using it for a lot of problem solving as Hoga's testifying to. I've just been goofing around. That's sort of how I <laughs> interact with these sorts of games, at least for as long as possible. So I've just been building dumb stuff. And there's a power called Fuse where you can make any item just attach to an item you're holding. And so like you just be like... Uh, attach that rock to my sword and it'll just fuse the rock with your sword and then you can swing it at things. And so I've been making like abominations for no reason. I built a wagon and I put like 18 fans on the back of it. And then I put a, a bunch of flame turrets on the front of it. And then I just like started making it run down the street and <laughs> crash into stuff and <laughs> catch the forest on fire. And for no reason, you know, just like doing dumb things like that. So, um, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's a very silly, ridiculous game. And, you know, I have no problem with the comparison to Nuts and Bolts because I freaking love that I was going to say, what and you just described, just yeah. that was Nuts and Bolts. Yeah, I, I love that game. To me, like, that, that was, you know, it's obviously very different from the other Banjo-Kazooie games, which I also love. But I had no problem because, as you guys know, I'm a bit irreverent to the legacy of, of games. I kind of want to see them do something uh, weird and different. And, um, well, you got you know, it. I got that, dude. Like, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is just weird and different. so it's so different and so weird and it surprises me. And that's what I like in games. I like to be surprised and uh, and just see something I haven't seen before. And I have never seen in a video game, nor did I ever expect in a Zelda game that I would be able to jump 100 feet in the air and then swim through land. I never thought that would be a thing, but you can do that in this game. You can swim oh, yeah. through that solid objects and then come out on the other side like a gopher. It's crazy. My daughter calls it <laughs> abduction because a little icon looks like a UFO is picking you up, but it's actually called descent. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. You're actually floating um, through all of the ground. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's one of those powers, right? Where again, they're they're kind of in the background. You've got you've got your you got your ultra hand, which moves things around and attaches them through like light glue and then a sandal lets you go up through any ceiling so you can start combining these powers right if you can construct a ceiling that means you can elevate yourself very quickly mm -hmm. um and so you've got all these things that go together and it just constantly feels like you're you're playing with legos or a toy box and yeah. you don't have to interact with all of that Ains. you'll have to interact with some of it um sure i'm, I'm in the sky right now and i'm using ascend all the time because that's what i'm that's clearly what i'm supposed to be doing to climb sure. this, this structure. But I think that it is a game like I haven't played before, which is always nice, as Travis suggests, 
in a world that I loved the first time. And even though I don't quite know what's going on, I can tell that there's a lot more narrative and story that they put into this one than Breath of the Wild. So where Breath of the Wild really, I think, followed the mantra of that like tiny little piano song that they used in Breath of the Wild. And like that was about the amount of narrative that you got. This one feels like, okay, you guys wanted more story? Fine. We'll give you more story. And like everybody has a whole narrative beat and everything Good. is questioned. It needed that in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's that's a, a marked difference, I think, than Breath, from Breath of the Wild is that it, it's really focused on doing that a lot more. Almost feels like Ocarina in places. Yeah. Wow. Combining so this the is why I was real. Like I, the monster uh, flaming wagon that I built, like I, I rammed it through a goblin nest and caught everything on fire. And then there were still some people alive. So I just used the rewind power on the wagon and it went back to where it was. And then I just did it again. I just like hit them with the <laughs> same giant destructive monster a second time. Um, it, it is very, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to see this game do well and be as good as everybody thought it was be it was going to be. And uh I'm excited to play more. I, you know, I've had to do Diablo a bit this weekend, so I just want to play more yeah. of it. Hopefully today or tomorrow after I get some of the review work done for that last game. Yeah. Well, I, uh, this is why I wanted to talk to you guys about it because obviously I, I knew everyone knew the game was going to review high. I mean, who are we kidding? Right. Um, and I see all the praise online, but I wanted to really hear kind of the details about it from you guys, people I trust rather than just random Twitter impressions. It's um, real, but but I got to say, yeah, you guys, sadly, I want to admit, you guys are actually getting me excited to play it. Um, so I, I don't think I'm going to have time. I may pick it up sooner than I thought I was going to now because uh, with the Diablo review incoming, you know, that game's going to take over my life anyway. But good to know that uh, outside of kind of maybe some of the building, everything you've described has me more excited for it than uh Breath of the Wild, which well, is the other thing I can't speak to is how much they wind up doing things like the pinball shrine throughout the game. Right? Sure. Like I would, I would like them to not go in that direction, but I don't know that for sure. I'm in my yeah. first dungeon right now. Yeah, I heard the game's huge, right? We're talking like sixty oh, plus hours. I, I, the reason I was late to this show, and I apologize, chat, that was me, is because <laughs> I thought giving an hour and a half to make this path up to the temple that I was trying to get to would be enough time, and I it wasn't. I was like ten minutes short. <laughs> uh alex in our chat by the way who's doing our review like i said he said yeah it's easier to get to the story beats in the game and the story told is wild so good 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 um let me get to some super chats a few of them kind of relate to zelda in a way um let me go ahead and get these while dan's taking a break so googleman kicked us off before we started this the bitcast as always oh dan's back five euro super chat from googleman dan you want to hit these yep uh, video games also played a bit of Scourgebringer again. Uh, the pixels are still pink, and the soundtrack is still Doom. <laughs> Zelda, Game of the Year. Travis, I'm not sure what those are. Oh, um, I, think I think he's proposing to elven princesses. I thought he was taking a selfie. Nope, oh, actually, I think he's photo. right. I think he's taking a photo of some elven princesses. <laughs> <laughs> those that's yeah, saying. those are the three different Zeldas right there, depending on your choice of Hair color, maybe? I don't know. You say pictures, but, picture perfect Zelda. That's no, what there I'm you asking. go. I, like it. I, I think Google it's a it. pad or Sheikah Slate, depending on your preference. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but, Thank you, um, sir. Yeah, Zelda game of the year. I it's hard, it's hard to imagine it not being, honestly, just because of the innovation there. Diablo is gonna be more polished, and I'm 
really excited for it, but I, I just, I, I think that Zelda is in the Elden Ring slot here. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, even from the outside looking in and not being my favorite thing in the world, uh, I don't see any, the, I told someone the other day, the, the only thing in my opinion that could top Zelda is if, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> is it is if starfield came out and it was actually revolutionary and there's 99 percent chance i don't think that's going to be the case so i think zelda's probably got it locked up yeah i just i don't see starfield even trying to be as innovative or new and different and novel as zelda is and i think zelda doing it and succeeding as well as they have and i think with what they built here this sandbox and all these crazy powers to not have bugs, to not have it break down all the time is really much more impressive than just saying that sounds, I think. That's fair, too. And Z Zelda just has an aura about it, right? It, I mean, it's one of those IPs in the industry, one of the select few that just kind of bring pretty much everyone together for the most part. Um, Festy games do that, too, though. They do. I know. I know. That's why I said there. I still think there is a very outside chance. But, I mean, the praise that Zelda's getting, the critical reception, you know the sales are going to be ridiculous um yeah I, I don't know but anyway googleman thank you i i think arpgs have a inherent disadvantage in the marketplace big time the, big time yeah I, I so i think diablo is going to be tough but i still think it's possible if it does well enough um starfield i think is definitely possible i think you guys are underestimating bethesda and what they can do and their ambition to do crazy and weird stuff i mean let's not forget they did add for how much you guys hate it they also came up with the idea of adding crazy building stuff to their last game so they they could do something weird and new that changes the game well there's cra there's crazy building in starfield you build your own starships yeah. and bases and yeah, yeah. My, my point is that they're not afraid of trying new things and i think that they might sure. and you guys might be surprised so i, I wouldn't be surprised they, they, that's that's definitely not outside of their mo um and i think the real loser from all this in terms of game of the year is that nobody's gonna be talking about jedi survivor at the end of the year I, I you or, know that that was Jedi Survivor. That was the one where uh, people last week or a couple weeks ago were talking about Game of the Year, and I think that Zelda has probably already washed yeah, that possibility out. Of, yeah, it's gone. It was it was here yeah, and it's gone. Um, well, I think so. Hogwarts is in the same camp. Yeah, you know, by Hogwarts the end of the year, with, yeah, by the end of the year with Zelda and Starfield and Diablo and Spider Man too. Don't forget, um, I think Hogwarts and Jedi are going to be easily forgotten. Um, but anyway, well, I hope for great yeah. things oh, yeah. out of all those upcoming games. I just think looking at what actually works in Zelda and how innovative it is, I just don't see anybody trying to be that interesting or new. Like, okay. I think I, I feel like I know what I'm going to play when I play Spider-Man 2. I feel like I know what I'm going to play sure. when I play Diablo. You're right that I don't know every minute of what I would play in Starfield. Um, so that's there's an opening there. Yeah, we'll see. It's just we'll having played Zelda. It's just hard to believe that it wouldn't get some game. I of the just year say I'm I'm a big fan of the way that Hogue is describing game of the year. He's going for the game that pushes the industry forward the most. Innovation. We look for. Well, and you know, we, go ahead, Hogue. To me, it's a combination, right? If Zelda were just throwing cool powers and letting you build random internet memes that wouldn't be as good as having a world that's worth exploring and having an interesting and intriguing story from the off. I mean, like one of the things that's really strong in tears of the kingdom that I think was much stronger than breath of the wild is that it's immediately compelling in a way that breath of the wild is not where you just wake up and you're like, I guess Zelda's talking to me. I guess we should run out there and see what's happening. Uh, tears of the kingdom has some weird stuff happen right from the start. And you're like, good. I should 
I should learn more about what's happening. And like that drove me right through the tutorial area because like, um, this still doesn't make any sense. And then like, even when the, st the story starts, I think I said, I don't know what's going on. That's true because the story is like, we don't know what's going on. You should look into these various <laughs> things. It's like, yeah, okay, let's do that. But it's much more intriguing than Breath of the Wild from the start. Good. Yeah, I agree. That's good that's to hear. They also have Ains, a white run tutorial area that's crazy. Yeah, I've heard the tutorial area, excuse me, is like 10 hours, right? Yeah. Well, it wasn't I mean, depending me. on how you depending on how I you play. I blew through that. Yeah. You said <laughs> white run. You mean white orchard? He means white, white orchard. What's white oh. run? Is that white, white run is the city in Skyrim? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My bad. I knew what you meant. I knew what you white meant. White orchard. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've been saying white run for like a week to people. I'm like, yeah, they got a white run area. I just people are like oh, this is insane. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> one of the uh, neither here nor there, but one of the most fun custom maps you play in Halo Five and Infinite is White Run, like from Skyrim, but in Halo, like people recreate it to a T, and you just just jump all over the roofs. Yeah. No, insane. no, it's big. It's got a big fountain and buildings and houses. Oh, that, and, okay, it's that building. Yeah. I, I always forget the names of the places in that in that game. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> um, damn it! There was something. Oh, lastly, I was going to say, game of the year. Obviously, like you know, it's it's just an award, right? It doesn't matter to anyone personally what your game of the year is. Like I know for a fact, Diablo is going to be my game of the year. It matters like, to bar none. developers. Yeah, oh, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> matter to them who Ains' game of the year is. Yeah, no. exactly. Well, yeah, That's nobody I mean. cares about who Ains' game of the year is. <laughs> I I, game I do. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh Don Lionheart in the house. Five dollar super chat. Uh Breath of the Wild is overrated. Elden Ring isn't innovative and is overrated. <laughs> and I'm sure uh Tears of the Kingdom is also overrated. I said what I said and it was worth the money. I'm assuming that's a uh, heart because it's not showing up. I'm gonna say much Don, we love you. Uh Don, thank you, brother. That was uh... <laughs> thank you. Wow, way to way to improve your improve yourself to several groups of people at once. That your opinion's not worth. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say between the yeah. Zeldas and the Elden Rings, you've pretty yeah. much just yelled at everyone. Yeah, uh, but uh, like, you know, you just, just been like, "Hey, don't listen to anything I say." We call that hoging yourself in this. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. What I like about this comment is that it implies that he acknowledges that Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are innovative. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I will tell you, Don, uh, just for future reference, you can uh, slander Zelda all you want. We don't slander Elden Ring around these parts. So, hey, you, you know what wasn't on that, that super chat? Hitman 3. Thanks, Don. <laughs> I'm sure you, put him right in order there because Elden Ring is clearly based on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Moving on, Don. Thank you. Now, I hope you're doing well, man. In an Elden Ring 2, you're going to be able to build things. So you're ready <laughs> don't for that. do it from. Don't do, do it. it. Yeah, you're going to be able to build that. I want to know what building looks like. I want to see me build a corpse pile that I can. All right, hold on. I'm going to mute Travis. I'm going to mute Travis real quick. Uh, I can't listen to this. Sardinisms. What's up? Yeah, with the $5 super chat. I got all my stuff from a charity sale. <laughs> Mugs got here yesterday. Happy Mother's Day to the team, Mom, Miss uh, Mrs. Hogue, and to the Peerless panel at SG. Thanks. Thank you, oh, Thank you, thank you awesome. Ray. I hope exactly. you love them. Yeah, appreciate that. She also just gifted uh, a gaming, uh, excuse me, a membership on the SG side of the house. So thank you very much, Sard. Appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. Sh uh, sh <laughs> so Shush super chatted, said a comment, and then retracted it. So I don't think I should read it. I uh, I told him or her to um, to post another comment and I'll read it without super chatting. So Shush, just 
type whatever you want me to read in the chat, and I'll read it. I, I like this chat. one that it, they just they just put out. Dead Loop. Yeah, that in the trash. Is that what dead the, loop. Is that the one? I think he means Death Loop. I know what he means. Maybe he's calling yeah. it Dead Loop because it sucks. I think he's calling it Dead Loop because he's <laughs> rude. Yeah. I <laughs> he's like <really> rude. <laughs> All right, Fat Boy Horror. Fat Boy Horror. <laughs> Since Ains likes it, I've ordered it and I've dragged the switch out of the cupboard. Here's hoping. I think well, I think you I think you misread my uh, yeah. tweet that has gone ridiculous since I posted it last night. I posted a tweet joking about Tears of the Kingdom, but I used an image of Elden Ring saying how yes. good it was. Um, it has blown up like crazy on Twitter, so people I don't think are looking at the image properly um, and realizing I posted Elden Ring. So, uh, Fat Boy, just know I have not played Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so hopefully you can take what these guys have said <laughs> yeah, and make your own judgment. But yeah. what's funny? Yeah. <laughs> the, Sky, the Sky Islands in Tears of the Kingdom use a kind of autumnal golden tree look, and it reminds me so much of the Erd tree. When you're oh, playing. really? That's yeah. cool. That's very cool. All right, Fat Boy, hope you're good, brother. Uh, Detective well, Seeds said Erd tree. I didn't ah, think I ever hear Hope say Erd tree. <laughs> <laughs> With the 1999 Super Chat Ains, I was not a huge fan of Breath. Uh, of the wild, but I'm loving uh, the amount of quests in Tears of the Kingdom. It's vast and so full of activities. Sweet. It also made me love building due to its creativity and sophistication. Very cool. Fantastic. That's awesome. I like some seeds in there. There you go. There you go. Seeds, uh, thank you for the generous super chat. <laughs> yeah, Seeds, a uh, good buddy. We talk quite a bit on Twitter and stuff, and he has his own channel reviewing games and stuff, too. So please check that out. Thank you very much. That's good to hear. Uh, that's why I was asking the questions I asked these guys, because it's not that I don't want to like it. It's that I just didn't really enjoy Breath of the Wild that much. So if this is improves in those key areas you guys have talked about, then I'm excited, man. You guys have made me excited to play it, which I'm actually kind of annoyed at, if I'm honest, because it's nice knowing there's a 100-hour game out there that everyone's raving about that you don't care about because I just don't have time to play all these games, right, especially with the Diablo review. And now you guys have made me want to play this, and now I'm like, okay, how the hell am I going to find time to play this? Um, so I still haven't finished Jedi. I'm only like 15 <clears throat> hours into Jedi, too. So What's wrong with you? <sighs> too many games, man. Too yeah. many games. Thank you, Seeds. Appreciate you. Uh, Courtney. Courtney Michelle with the 499 Super Chat. My copy of Zelda arrives in an hour, and now I'm so incredibly pumped to play this afternoon. I think you'll fantastic. enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. <clears throat> all right, and then I was saving this one because it didn't relate to Zelda or the games at all, but it was kind of a funny question. Radic in the house. All right. What are your guys' favorite luxury fashion brands, <laughs> and do you wear them on a daily basis? Should <laughs> games media embrace wearing Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Except I think mine is Apple. Oh. <laughs> what? Is Apple a fashion brand? Uh, <laughs> they make watches. Can't they be a fashion brand? I mean... <laughs> uh, my answer is very simple. I, I, I wear t-shirts and track pants pretty much every day everywhere. Yeah, so. I, mean, I mean, a ball cap uh, and a What about your shoes? Some guys wear, wear shoes that are... I don't care about shoes either. I, I wear Skechers. So physics. Hey, what's up, dads? <laughs> <laughs> I wear just you know Adidas, Pumas, whatever. I, I I've, I'm not I'm not in the fashion brands, so Let me that's tell you not me. You, you slide a nice pair of no lace Skechers on, and they got that <laughs> nice like whatever foam technology. Never go back. Everybody's like, oh, give me some of those Patrick Mahomes Adidas, and I'm like, no, they're like rock hard. They're it's ridiculous. Listen, this has got me through you know 20 miles of walking around New York and Boston and. I'm buying another pair. That's how good they are. There Fantastic. you go. Okay. Skechers is my answer. 
So Skechers. Go. That's great. That's, not, a, Apple, that's not the Skechers. We have zero luxury brands so far. Ains, what do you got? <laughs> got nothing, man. I got nothing. Got Braddock nothing. says, so you're a hot topic guy, Ains. No, not for about 30 years. No. Um, uh, so I would, that, that's I would, a long time ago. I would like to recommend my favorite luxury brand at this point. Um, Indochino. They make uh, bespoke made-to-measure suits. Um, and uh, you can... Uh, I mean, I, I, you can also customize them to have, like, for example, your gamer tag on the inside of your jacket, uh, which I do. And I've, I own um, several of their suits and one of their tuxedos. Um, and uh, that's just my to be clear, you're the one on the panel who argues you're not the hipster. I just want to make sure I have this correct. Does it count as being a hipster if you wear suits? That seems like the most conformist thing to do. <laughs> Uh, it yeah. might have been 50 years ago. <laughs> okay. So you're saying yeah. that now it's counterculture. I think suits and tie wearing. I think I think specifically you're tie guy, Travis, because you like to be different on that score. Yes. Um, um, I'm with Oak on this one. Yeah. I, I'm with I just think I haven't changed and the world has. But, you know, like that's okay. Is that... Isn't that kind of hipsterism? I mean, I, I can't pretend to understand the full life philosophy, but... I feel like hipsters do things because it's counterculture, because it's not what people are doing. And my, I just wear suits because I am comfortable in suits. They're the clothes <laughs> I like to wear. <laughs> has nothing to do with... with uh, I'm, I'm, everybody would start wearing suits, I'd still wear suits. You know what I mean? I'm laughing that there's people in chat uh, saying sketchers are awesome. <laughs> I mean, listen, don't knock oh, it till man. you try it, people. I mean, you can sit here and say whatever you want, but, you know. Maybe, maybe it shows the caliber of our viewer. I have no idea. What is that? <laughs> I got him on right now. Oh, my Let's God. Let's see him. Let's see him. Put the kicks up on the table, Dan. Let's see this. Yeah. You want to see a 350-pound fat guy move his leg that high? You're crazy. Look at that. Sketchers right here. There you go. You're well cast. Slip right off. You guys are going to join Big Cast next week. It's going to say sponsored by Skechers in the corner. Oh my God. Wait, Brad, thanks for the super chat. No suits? Is that real, Christy? I hear some, I saw somebody in the comment section saying Legal Eagle wears the same suit. So if, if so, game recognizes game. It's a good brand. <laughs> Uncivil Laws in the house as well. He said, I'm bringing YSL back. What is YSL? Did I miss something? Yeah, uh, YSL is. Um, uh, oh, it's a brand. I, I thought I was wearing one of their ties, but I'm not. But uh, I have a few of their ties. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told you. I don't know. All right, um, Radic. Thank you for the super chat that got us talking about all of that and Skechers. Yeah. Apparently, um, guys, anything else you want to add on? Uh, Bre not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Before we move on. Not me. <laughs> what else would I add? Um, I can add one thing, which is that uh, Ains, I know you and I were both uh, hoping that Tears of the Kingdom would have full dungeons as opposed to yes. what Breath of the Wild had. Um, and I will say that Tears of the Kingdom has fuller dungeons, but they do not reach, uh, you know, it's not a a like return to the dungeons that they had before. They're still sticking with their much more kind of, I would say they're even more open in this one. Um, but they're they're not a return to the old dungeons, and I think they're soundly sticking with their current formula, and that works for me in this game so far. But uh, yeah, if you were hoping to, you know, see Ocarina of Time type dungeons, they are not in this game. Yeah, they appear to okay. be souped up, souped up versions of the animals. 
of the animals. Yeah, you know, from Breath of the Wild. The oh, the, the uh, oh, okay, yes, yes, yeah. yes, got you, got you. Okay, that's weird because I, I didn't they have a thing like they're a. Dun- I mean, they're named dungeons. Ah, uh, okay, okay, just not not what we may have traditionally thought in that vein. I mean, they're yeah, souped okay. up. They're more. Okay. Uh, and I would All say right. that with with the powers, the entire world feels more like an environmental puzzle than anything in the older Zeldas. I would say, but okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, guys, not a, uh, like I said, there's not a whole lot of news this week. Uh, I did want to mention that um, upcoming. So, the server slams ongoing for Diablo, of course. Next weekend, we do get the uh, Capcom announced the open beta for Street Fighter VI. Um, we've talked before around this being kind of like the fighting game year, year of the fighting game. So, we got open beta next weekend of Street Fighter VI. Uh, details are on the site if you want to check them out, but you can play, choose from eight characters. There's going to be like, I think, six locations, uh, some of the creation stuff you can play around with. So, it's a pretty big open beta. Um, and I think Capcom said they, you know, really kind of testing out, not only letting people see the game, but testing out kind of the uh, net code and everything to go for launch, which is in a few weeks, as we know. So, uh, right at the beginning of June. Um, perhaps more interesting is we knew that Mortal Kombat was being teased by Ed Boon and the group, uh, you know, f- over the past few months or so. But this week we got a little kind of teaser clip uh, along with some leaks that say that, yes, Mortal Kombat is returning, expected the release in the early fall time frame, September, October. Uh, and it's going to kind of reset the Mortal Kombat universe. People are saying it's called Mortal Kombat 1. But then Ed Boon himself came out and said, nobody said our next game was Mortal Kombat, which was a kind of a weird thing to say. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens here. But uh, supposedly a uh, kind of full announcement is imminent. The only other thing we've heard confirmed from several people that kind of know, if you will, is that it is going to feature kind of uh, licensed characters again. So they've mentioned some DC-related characters uh, and movie characters as well. Go ahead, Travis. Um, so, sorry, before we continue, I just want to... Uh, point out that I received a text message from Indochino just now. <laughs> like as I like right after I finished talking about them, they sent me a text and we're like, "Yo, you are my suit." I'm like, "What?" Are you guys they're watching right now. Yeah, they're watching the right people, now. I didn't know the people in Indochino watch the show. Um, no, but let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, um, just DM me about that sponsorship deal. We'll make it worth your while. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> be lucrative let's do it let's sell out guys yeah like what are we doing let's sell out like i don't have any scruples do you guys have scruples i don't even i don't i don't even know what scruples are if i'm being honest let's just all show up back next week he's wearing a sketcher shirt you've got a suit on there's brands in the corners yeah yeah you can't sell out twice you're already sold (laughs) oh that's true isn't it that's true yeah for everything else stick with IGN. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> Mortal Kombat one and the rumor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Um, obviously, there's not a lot to talk about yet because it was just yes. sort of a, a wry, uh, a, a kind of a confirmation of what we already assumed was happening, which is they were making more Mortal Kombat games. I don't know why they would stop at this point. Um, but uh, I like Mortal Kombat. It's probably, it's definitely my favorite fighting game franchise. It's my fi- my favorite as well. Yeah, I think NetherRealm um, puts together the best console fighting games. They as packages. I would, I would say yes. I, I like Street Fighter VI the best mechanically. I think it's the tightest uh, game mechanically. But I cannot get into a world of like regular dudes just punching each other. Mortal Kombat has that uh, <laughs> that nice weirdness and supernatural vibe that I 
that I prefer. Killer Instinct is also great, man. I've, I've got such a soft spot for, for KI. Let's hear um, it for Eternal Champions, folks. Come on. Oh, no my idea. God. Way of the Warrior? <laughs> Way of the Warrior, anyone? No? Okay. That's a deep cut. Uh, Eternal no, guys. Sifu, the best fighting game. Everybody knows about that fighting game. Oh, God. Fighting game. Um, yeah. yeah uh, no, I, I love Mortal Kombat, and I specifically <laughs> love the recent stories of Mortal Kombat, starting with 9 um, and going up into the most recent Yeah, one. man. I'm really excited to see them keep that going because they've just been on a roll with Mortal Kombat. And you know what? Nine pays so much homage to that original Mortal Kombat movie that I remember yes. so well as a kid, and I, uh, I just want more of that feel. I want Nine is my favorite MK. Like I hope it's whatever so they do, good. like yeah, it was incredible, so absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love so. that. Uh, I love that Mortal Kombat movie. It's actually been a couple years since I watched it. I think it's time to rewatch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I actually yeah. still use like when MK comes out. Whenever this comes out, I still use the. Uh, uh, fight stick that came with MK9 on the 360 because it's just nice. really high quality, and I have to use like a, a USB plug-in to my uh, Xbox to make it work because it doesn't recognize it otherwise. But you can still do that and make it work, which is awesome. What was that um, fighting game where you played like gorillas or like apes and you like fart on Primal each other? Rage? Primal Rage, yeah, that's the best fighting game, guys. Obviously, <laughs> Play Fighter. Oh man. <laughs> Clay Fighter was another one. There were so many fighting games back in the day. As soon as like Street Fighter made it big, you know, Street Fighter Two and MK got big. Like it's all kinds of fighting games came out of the woods. Def Jam, underrated, fantastic fighting game. People that have been the last to come back for a long I mean, time because it's awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. That was probably the last yeah. one I ever played. I don't play fighting. And games. and it's funny that a game like that that's so heavily licensed, right? Uh, was mechanically pretty solid. That's what made it cool, right? Like it was actually a, a decent yeah. game. Yeah. Smash Bros. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Smash yeah. Bros. is always kind of its own thing, but it's up there. I mean, it's a fighting game. Yeah. 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 So, and then uh, Tekken Six, uh, uh, Wall Rang got revealed, and people were going nuts for that. So, uh, I think it's just going to be a fun year. I guess uh, I'm looking forward to playing more Street Fighter Six next week and kind of checking out more characters because the the little tech test they had a couple weeks ago was pretty limited uh, in terms of characters and stuff. So this open beta should be fun. But I'm looking forward to see what MK does, of course. Um, crazy time for games, man. Just a lot. Um, the Sorry, Hope? I'm just. I'm sorry. I was just reading Soul Calibur 2. Then in my head, I was... Oh, yeah. Yes, A Tale of Souls and Swords. Uh, yeah, Soul Calibur. I, I, I'll never forget Soul Calibur on Dreamcast, man. That was a revelation at the time. Incredible. A caliber four with all the Star Wars characters. Oh yeah, when they had didn't they have a unique one per platform? Yeah, yeah one had Vader, and one had Yoda. Eventually, they put them all on the same platform. Yeah, was Yoda was Xbox. I think Vader was PlayStation, right? Something like that. Three had Spawn on Xbox. That's right, I remember Spawn. Oh right, Spawn, uh, yeah. Link, Link on the GameCube, and <laughs> on right. PlayStation it was some old guy that I didn't even recognize, but apparently from a series on PlayStation, I remember who it was. <laughs> oh yeah, but like Spawn versus Link, like, bruh. Spawn, <laughs> Link, old guy. Yeah, some old dude I don't even remember. He, I just remember him not caring at all. <laughs> um, Hi, hot. One thing that I, <laughs> one thing I found weird they got announced uh, just the other day. Actually, we talked about uh, Concrete Genie Studio, you know, uh, being Pixel Opus being shut down. So PlayStation comes out this week. Well, not PlayStation, but the, the actual employees. <laughs> 
Uh, so Deviation Games, which is a studio that was only founded in 2021. So only two years ago, it was founded by some Call of Duty veterans, um, bought by PlayStation to become first party, apparently working on a new unannounced IP with a couple other internal first party studios. Uh, they just laid off quite a few employees. The reports said dozens more looked into it. It said upwards of 90 employees uh, that PlayStation laid off this week, and they haven't ever shown a game. So uh, this one was kind of interesting. I don't know what happened here. Obviously, I, you know, outside the people involved, I don't know anyone knows what happened. But clearly, something was kind of going wrong with the development of whatever they were working on. Um, yeah, it sounds and, like a project uh, dying. Yeah, so something I mean, something was changed along the way, and PlayStation has said, "Okay, we're done with this." Yeah, only one of three things happens. You know, if you are a studio who hasn't put out a game yet, you go out of business. PlayStation acquires you. Or uh, Square Enix comes in to finish your game. Those are really the only three <laughs> options. Yeah. <Nice>. <laughs> I like that dry delivery, my friend. Um, the The funny thing about the studio being founded, though, is that the um, uh, when uh, it was founded by a game a, a guy named Jason Blundell, he left in 2022 after PlayStation acquired them. So I think he kind of took the money and ran. Um, Everybody says that they're not, they haven't been acquired, though. They were just partnered with them. Oh, second, were they second party? I'm sorry. They had yeah. second party deal with them. Thank it you, Gamefire. I apologize. And I think that studio was banking on them getting acquired. Um, and maybe Sony got scared by whatever it was they were working on, and that never happened. But yeah, that, was, that was my interpretation of it, is that they were positioning themselves to be one of those tiny studios that PlayStation acquires for seemingly no reason. And then when that didn't happen, they were like, oh, we don't really have a lot. So I got you. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate the clarity, guys. Uh, sorry about that. So it was just a partnership they had signed with Deviation Games. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know what's going on there. I guess we'll hear about that in the future. You know, who knows? But um, as you mentioned earlier, Travis, we are still yet to see. We should have a PlayStation showcase coming up soon if rumors are to be believed. Uh, but, you know, they keep talking and have been for about, what, 18 months or so about this kind of uh, games as a service future they're painting with these properties that they're supposedly working on. We haven't seen anything, none literally nothing. None, none of those games will be ready this year. I, I don't think you'll no, see no, I don't think this trailer year. or a logo. I don't think you'll see anything. Yeah, those early notes were from investors. Comments, they were. Right? So, I mean, yeah. they haven't presented anything to the consumer base. No, but I think... I, I was I know I was talking and I see Joe's in the chat too and we were kind of talking about this but outside of Spider-Man 2 right and we know obviously we keep talking that factions is coming at some point we have no idea what PlayStation's what are they doing like what what is actually on deck for them from a first party perspective because they've been really quiet over the past several dozen months or however some long team at Insomniac's also making Wolverine right yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Wolverine, right? No, they've announced some stuff, but they've done they've done like the PlayStation thing where we just like get an announcement or a logo, and then we're not going to get anything for a while. But I think they I think they still have stuff in the pipeline. They're pretty good at pacing. Oh, I'm sure they have a lot in the pipeline. I just don't know what it is. Right? Like we assume they have a new uh, Horizon project in the works, which will be years out because you know Horizon's only a year old. Um, PSVR two just came out. I'm sure they've got stuff working for that to some level. Who knows how much? Um, Naughty Dog says they're working on a project. What's uh, is are they making a Ghost of Tsushima too? Is that what Sucker Punch? Yeah, I thought that's is, what they were. Is doing. it Sucker Punch? Yep. Uh, I. Yep. I haven't heard anything about that. I mean, that, I thought, that would I be an odd were... game to have a direct sequel to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was awesome. 
I just I mean, mean I just mean narratively. It would be ghost to somewhere else if it was going to be a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. The spirit of islands. Yeah. There's gotta be more islands. <laughs> um what was the other one? Um I just I, I keep hoping they'll Who go back they, to uh, Bend. Yeah, Bend's out there. Tears probably of doing something. Yeah, tears of like Ben yeah, Studios Ben's, is probably they're working with Naughty Dog, I thought. Or yeah, they, they got yeah. they got folded in from what we heard. Not not as a studio, but folded in in terms of project working yeah. um, with something mm-hmm. else. Well, they so. were trying to do Last of Us Part One, right? And then Naughty Dog pulled it back. Mm. Yeah, they wanted to do Days Gone too. That got scrapped, and then they got pulled well, in to do Last of Us Remake. That got pulled from them. So who who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, it sound. I mean, when you hear those things out loud, it kind of sounds like uh, what's going on over at Bend. You know, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence either. Well, the so. days gone leadership left. I mean, like they were unhappy with what Sony did with that as the follow up. So they left. I was unhappy with days gone. I mean, you know, it is what yeah. it is. So was Sony. <laughs> but anyway, I guess we'll see. We'll see. But um. Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, funny enough, was uh, so <laughs> of all the sites, apparently GQ kind of licensed <laughs> this. The, they went around to apparently nearly 300 kind of sites slash creators slash gaming media, right, and pieced together this top 100 games of all time list. All published time in the last 10 years, yes. Yes, yes. I know. I saw, I saw your tweet. I was like, oh, you, yeah, you're pretty spot on about that. But I wanted to ask you guys and put you on the spot a little bit because, you know, I published my thoughts and it. it's obviously, you know, we start to talk about, I know, I'll just wait for Travis to lose Don't it here. So I, I uh, this is why I'm doing it, everyone. So I think that, uh, you know, you start to talk about top 10 games all time and people, there's all kinds of games that get thrown out there, right? Um, and people have a lot of different opinions on why and everything, but I just like hearing it. Like if you guys were calling out your top 10 games of all time or top few games, we don't have to do 10 top few games of all time like what games do you think need to be on that kind of mount rushmore of games uh in terms of uh there's and in my opinion let me finish this i always feel like there's kind of a couple different ways to look at this because you can look at it from like an industry impact <laughs> perspective right just watching him die i know that's why i keep Sunday. going so like there's games that had a very clear impact on the industry in in enormous ways that may not be the best games per se to play today right or clearly or go back to whereas there's other games that have kind of stood the test of time and are timeless to play which may not have the same impact so i think there's different ways to kind of look at it but i think that there are some kind of key games for me that always stand out above above others yeah i'd love to hear from you guys I call that the Grand Theft Auto 3 question because yeah, that's fair. Grand that's Theft Auto 3 is obviously your choice if you want to represent open world games as the game that started it. But like that's not my favorite open world to go back to if that's what Correct. we're trying to decide on. So Correct. I mean it, It's like Super Mario 64 too. I look at that game the same way. Super Mario 64, 64 was revolutionary. But sure. if you want to play a 3D platform, it's still a great game today, but there's there's other games that you can go and kind of play yeah, you better. You choose it first. Yeah, so, um, but I don't know. I think there's other games like uh, Minecraft, right? I think Minecraft has to be in the conversation. It kind of changed the industry. I mean, it, it's, and I know oh. Travis, see, I'll, I'll bring him back. You know, I'll pull him back number in. One. I don't know if it's number one, but it, it's up there. It I mean, it, it is a, it is a, 
industry defining game in a lot of ways uh, in what it does outside of just the gameplay itself, right? Uh, it's used for educational purposes. It's used for coding. It's used for, it's just, it's nuts how many people have engaged with that game in one way or another. My number uh, one is Star Control 2. That's what I tweeted out. That's the fact that it's not on the top 100 at all is very indicative of what kind of list it is, which is <laughs> let's not talk about anything except console games in the last 10 years. Right. Yeah. Star Control 2. I know you mentioned that before. Look at Travis's face. Yeah. You're making that face, Travis. You, you, you've played it and not enjoyed Star Control 2. <laughs> I just, I'm just letting you go off, man. You do you. <laughs> well, you are making faces as to what I say, you know. Okay. Is that just natural? Just go no. cook, baby. I think that's his natural response to things you say, honestly. Hey, hey baby um, girl, you, you just cook and I'll, I'll just make the faces I make. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's delivered that way, Travis, but I will happily do that. Well, Star, well, Star Control 2 did have an impact on a lot of storytelling in video games for a while. Uh, but it is, in my opinion, one of the best freeform open world type experiences well before open world was a denominator that we would use to explain what a game is. Uh, but Star Control 2 is very high on my list. Chrono Trigger is very high on my list. Chrono Trigger is on that GQ list in like the 50s, mm -hmm. which is pretty funny. Um, and then for that open world kind of question, it's like, okay, if I'm going to put an open world game, I'm probably putting Witcher 3. Yes. But yeah, Witcher I 3 is definitely I understand somebody saying Grand Theft Auto 3 belongs in the open world slot. What can we just yeah. instead of looking at it that way? Why can't you just say what the hell games did you have fun with? I mean, we, we get away from. No, you can. You can say what are your favorite I, games, right? I know, I know. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is what I'm giving. Oh yeah, you you are for sure. You know, but not just from. I mean, and you're right, Ho. You know, you say GTA three, and then you say Witcher, The Witcher three, obviously. Um, I I don't. I never liked that metric. I guess you know where it's like okay, well. Minecraft's done all this stuff. That's fine. And there's millions of people playing it, you know, and, and and I totally understand why people love it. There's so much to it, you know, but for me, you know, I go back to like really simple things, you know, like, like, like fantasy star and Woo! I know, do it, Dan, do <laughs> like, it. But, but then, you know, like Witcher three, I loved Red Dead Redemption two. I loved, yes. you know, Bioshock and Mass Effect series and, and KOTOR, you know, I mean, there's all, I mean, I could sit here and just name all these you know, and that's it. I mean, because because I think a lot of times we get away from what this hobby is supposed to be about. And it's, it's just having fun. Spider-Man. I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man, too. You know, I mean, those those yeah, games were just. Man. Yeah, I love it. You know, I mean, and it's not I know it's not like the best technical game out there, but, you know, it, it's all going to be it's so subjective. It's going to be different for everybody, you know, and I, I could I could probably put on the objective goggles and go back and say, this game really changed, you know, that genre or, or the industry or something like that. Halo CE. You know? Yeah. You know, it does. It did. Well, Halo belongs there. Absolutely. I've never really, I played like two hours of Elden Ring, but I can understand why it's, you know, every, it was, Both of them. everybody loved it. You know, that's, that's it. You Both know, are I, on I, the top 10. No, sorry, Dan. <laughs> Halo CE definitely changed the FPS landscape. Halo 2 changed the multiplayer FPS landscape for consoles. So they, they both did something pretty revolutionary. Yeah. But I think you would just say Halo, right, as an IP. Yeah. Halo, early Halo. Yeah, for sure. I've never liked Halo. CE is, CE is always the one I put on my list because it just changed. Really? I put two. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you changed everything too, man. Well, I think what the GQ list shows is the failure of their methodology primarily. Like asking multiple people in the current industry for their top 10 games has this slant towards console games and recency. Oh, and some of the people asked were in their 20s. What what are we doing? Fine, guys. People in their 20s can play games that are old. I certainly have been known to play an old game or two. No. Because I think the nope. and I don't mean this sarcastically. Yeah, I've played old. Ones. No, 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 no. If you're let let's say you're 25, okay. So you are you were born in 1990. <laughs> no, you're not. You're born in 1998, right? You I don't understand. You don't understand the industry that or the industry. You don't understand the impact that a game like Doom had when it released. You just don't. You weren't you you have you have no concept of what that did for the industry. I, when I think that is inaccurate. I think you can be like many things, a student of history. You can figure out which games came out in chronological order and what games had preceded it and which games had come after. And you can contextualize how that game might have impacted the industry. And, and you think that the, the people answering this question went back and, and can speak to uh, the chronological order of game releases and how they impacted one another at the time of their release. I don't think many people meet that bar, but I can. don't think so either. That's the point. That's the problem Look, with the methodology. There are there are lots of problems with the methodology that have nothing to do with your ageist argument, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree. There's other problems with the methodology, but that's the one we were speaking to. Just no, because I, think... I was born in 1998 does not mean I am lesser than. Honestly, sir. I think it's a function of the jobs that they ask from like i think if there's a scary part it's like you look at the people that then put up their lists on twitter or wherever and it's like well a lot of our review class or game journalists don't appear to go much past three years of top 10 lists and like that's the games that they remember and then that's it for their for their top 10 history of video games which i find to be interesting because i would argue that it has not been the strongest last few years of video gaming uh in my opinion and so it would be a surprise to me if a lot stood the test of time from the last few years of making video games. And so I think that came across in the list. And then by the time you get to the top of that list, it's just whatever had prestige at the time, whatever had the most commercials at the time, you got Last of Us, you do have um, Red Dead Redemption. I think the only exception to this is Tetris shows up. And I think that that's- Tetris is on my list. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a fair inclusion. Although I don't know that a lot of people are necessarily going to Tetris to get entertained right now. But Tetris is of a course. great game. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, I think, uh, and no, Travis is not 20. He wasn't born in 98, really, guys. I was <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I am younger than the rest of the panel, and I'm a 90s kid. But yeah. I, Travis I, will never stop a bit. Yeah, yeah, not ninety. I said ninety-eight because I was just saying a twenty-five-year-old, in theory, was born in ninety-eight. That's I was using yeah, it for my I'm, reference, I'm not for Travis. I'm slightly older than that, but I <laughs> I like to think that I do a good job of retaining the spirit of youth, both because I have the mind of a child, as many have told me, and also because of my youthful appearance, because I'm one of the few Caucasians who knows about moisturizer. <laughs> I clearly do not. You do not. Um, you're ashy. You're ashy, sir. You need some no, lotion. PSA for fellow Caucasoids. Y'all need that, some lotion. That I'm, is a I'm Bill actually Bur- moist as a Puerto Rican, so no worries here. That is a, a Bill Burr bit in case you didn't know that, Travis. 
Bill Burr, the comedian. He he has a whole bit about white people being ashy and needing he, moisturizer. He's a funny guy. I've not seen that bit, but he's correct in this instance. So <laughs> um, another one, like uh, again, getting back to the conversation, is like the original Resident Evil, right? When that released, um, that kind of changed a lot of things in the industry too. There's a lot of games like that, but I I don't know. I think for me, I think uh, Halo CE. I think uh, you know, obviously, I'm biased. Witcher 3, I think, is up there. I think Red Dead 2 did revolutionary things. Um, obviously, seeing this list right away, when I saw this list and number one was Breath of the Wild, I was like, okay, I'm done with this list. Stop it. Um, but I think, uh, to, to Hoke's point, there's definitely recency bias whenever this question comes up. And I think we, it's very easy to forget about um, some of the games from the 80s and 90s in particular that really changed the industry and kind of drove things what they are today. So... Yeah. Travis, without you breaking down or exploding and saying does not compute, you have any games that might appear on your top 10 list you'd want to share? I was going to say, you, you haven't actually said a game. Yeah, yeah, my top 10 ten to order list. them. No, I'll, I'll even order them just for you, uh, Hoke. Uh, number one, Resident Evil 8. Number two, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> number three, <laughs> what are the games? Impress- oh, Elden Ring. No, he doesn't like that one. Elden Ring um, should be I up like there. Ring, fine. Okay, fine. What game do you hate? I'm trying to make you upset. Uh, Deathloop. Oh, clearly, Deathloop is definitely on my list. Revolutionary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Revolutionary. Ten out of ten game. Their best work yet. Uh, Redfall definitely going to be on there. Um, Let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. right. uh, okay. This is obviously very hard for me. For those who didn't see the episode where I had an emotional and mental breakdown on the show, it was because um, I have... All I asked you was to make your favorite game. That's Bro, literally all I asked. All I asked just, you was, just, uh, have, you, have you ever gone to a computer program and... Oh, uh, uh, shit, most, here we go. <laughs> the most broad parameter possible, just if be you, like... If you, you ever want to hear Travis sound like chat GPT, <laughs> this is the question that does it. I'm sorry, I don't make, I don't make determinations <laughs> like that. I mean, give, give us like three of your favorite games. It doesn't have to be like out of all of them that you play. Like some of the favorites. Not, it doesn't, you don't have to be so specific. You know, that way it kind of makes your brain relax a little bit, you know, like Destiny 2, you could say, probably. No, right? What the? F- no. <laughs> not even- Shut up. Shut up, man. <laughs> God. I don't, I don't, don't joke like that. I think might be right. It might revolutionize a whole host of right. video games Perfect. were made. God. They're going after that yeah. Destiny 2 money. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, I think Anthem's got to be up there for sure. Yeah, let's throw Anthem on that list. Um, yeah, Mass Effect 2, for Mass sure. For worst of the Mass Effects. Because of Hogue. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Very true. Mass- worst so of the Mass Effects. I have trouble with this question because <clears throat> my, my brain uh, gets overloaded when somebody uh, asks me a question with too broad a parameters, and it, it renders too many results in my head. And so saying, what is your favorite game of all time, uh, without more specific categories or consoles or platforms or developers makes it um i get a i get a a, a he's doing it error. again guys no. okay he's doing but it again. that said if you guys are <laughs> if you guys are just giving me broad uh wherewithal yes. to list great what games, game do you like to play the most minecraft yeah. is probably yeah. the best game of all time okay it's number, it's number one 
because of i mean you, you could list a million reasons it's number one but I, it's a game i constantly return to no matter what year or age i am and i've liked it since i was very small uh when it came out and I've, i like it today and it's still just a fantastic game that wasn't that hard um, yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft is probably the best game. There you go. Good job. Man. I would agree. Witcher Three is definitely on the list. I don't know if it's in the top ten, but it's sure. in the top twenty. I would say easily. Um, and um... <laughs> I just want to see his head explode in one time. Postal Four. Yeah. No. Okay. Crossfire X <laughs> shut down. You can't play your favorite game anymore. You know what's no. funny is I now have a group of people who text me every time a game I reviewed poorly goes out of business. <laughs> this is a real thing now. Anytime <laughs> a company goes out of business because of me, they're like, hey, Travis, remember that game you reviewed? And I'm like, are you trying to make me feel bad? Because I don't. Um, and uh, yeah, Minecraft's a great game. I don't, I don't know what else to Perfect. say. That's all, that's all you had to say. I got one that's game it. out there. Good enough. It's just, I knew this question was coming, and I still couldn't prepare <laughs> for me. <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to Kestrel with the deep cut Paperboy. Hell yeah. Love me some yeah, Paperboy. It's a good game. Good game. Used only, to love that in the arcade, the arcade with the actual handlebars. It's the only place you could play it. Yeah, you got to play with the handlebars. Did you guys play the uh, Mario? I think it was called Donkey Kong, but it was the one on the Game Boy where you go through different worlds. and It's on the original Game Boy, the, the brick. Um, I don't know how to describe it more than that, but it, oh man, anyway, I wish you I could. Your paper boy at some point? No, it's the, it just <clears> reminded <throat> me of uh, that era of game because I played Paperboy primarily on the uh, old <clears throat> NES, or sorry, the old Game Boy, the brick, that version of it. That's how I played that game. Paperboy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan's right. Paperboy is like, if you didn't play in the arcade with the actual bike handlebars that's the only yeah. way to play that game that's amazing i did not do that oh i know because it was out in like the 80s yeah I'm tr- okay so yeah the game is just called donkey kong which is like not helpful at all but it's not <laughs> donkey, it's not the donkey kong arcade game it's a donkey kong like straightforward has a campaign game and it was on the original game boy and you can play it now on your switch uh and it has aged supremely well but in my estimation one of the uh better platform 2d platformers of all time um really damn good game nice no i don't think i played that one i if i did i don't remember 1994 oh. good game 94 sweet uh this is a good question we got a super chat over on the hoax side from rain man yyc 550 canadian super chat nice. Dan, you want to yeah how about pulling the panel on what game they think had the most profound negative impact on the industry oxen free also, that game. <laughs> so get out of here, dude. or life is strange. Either one of them. Basically, anything with a strange. Talking about life is strange is really good, guys. <laughs> like, did anything ever set anything back? Life is strange has some strange things to say about uh, student-teacher relationships. Yeah, it really does. It's aptly named. Yeah. Um. I would say, I would probably say again, Grand Theft Auto 3. Nice. I mean, I think it really spun really the industry. Negative impact? Yeah, I think it really spun the industry into seeking out open worlds where they don't make sense for what the game is that they're trying to make and creating this kind of busy work mentality for video games that I really don't think existed before that open world push. Crazy. I'll say Destiny. Ooh. Yeah, it's just, I, that was my other Destiny. choice. Destiny. 
pushing people towards live service where it doesn't belong and trying to make uh trying to capitalize on what Bungie did by making everything a uh, ongoing project especially in the console space big mistake I don't know if that was destiny i think that might I, I know i'm just i'm just saying it cuz you're on the panel but i think it's destiny yeah. i think destiny is certainly I, the one that encouraged people to go seek out that live services money i mean without without destiny we don't get anthem in its form right uh in the form that it came or, or other games i mean that destiny definitely inspired a lot of change in the industry i would say good uh, probably good and bad to a degree yeah to I, think, I, I think there's a lot of good there i think it, it, oblivion it, there's a lot of good there there's a lot of live service games a lot of people like that i don't think would exist without destiny but yeah whoever whatever the first live service game let's just go with that and uh, uh yeah be <laughs> you guys ready for no, me to yeah. hold on someone said uh, and dan just said it too like horse armor in oblivion when they first right. unveiled paid horse armor oh that's interesting because i don't know that they were the i think they were the first one to be ridiculous with with uh the specific thing they sold but wasn't ea doing microtransactions by that point and had done some other stuff maybe i'm misremembering horse, I don't armor remember. Is, horse armor is certainly where i remember the microtransaction discussion centering I don't remember yeah. anything before that because it was such a ridiculous example but i think they were following what at the time was becoming a trend with the xbox live marketplace and people selling piecemeal content on it um uh tondo says overwatch brought loot boxes well that's phones pretty brought damn loot good boxes. boxes yeah those existed before but yeah they brought them to major console and, and pc gaming mm. i'm gonna be hella spicy y'all the last Spicy. of us yeah i just i i don't i don't disagree especially the last of us, list it's the like, last of us has a has a very good positive impact on the industry in that you know it made drew a lot of people into it it created one good game but i think the long-term far-reaching negative consequences of that game was uh the games industry chasing after the movie industry Hollywood. and yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywoodification of video games. And now uh, prestige games are only thought of as third person over the shoulder, super serious, you know, tonally suffocating uh, games that have to, that, that meet to me run counter to what I like about video games, which is like fun and levity. And, you know, some of that, the stuff that like the tears of the camera lives. Yeah. yeah Zelda. All the games that I like. Well, yeah, exactly. um, so. I, well, would, I, would, I was just going to say, say on Last of Us, you put that on Last of Us more than like Uncharted. You think? Last yeah, because of the La Last of Us, Last of Us made Uncharted, then Uncharted Four uh, start to chase that dragon. Well, know? Uncharted Four is, I mean, yes, Naughty Dog has been chasing that for a while. But you want to tell me Last of Us is a problem because it destroys Naughty Dog? I'll listen. But is it the first cinematic <laughs> game that moves in that direction? I mean, I, I think Uncharted, the, the team that makes Jack and Daxter, making Guy Runs in Jungle is probably yeah. the more significant move towards that Hollywoodification. My, pro my problem with pointing, laying that at the feet of Uncharted is Uncharted to me up until three still felt very much like a game that felt like a video game because it, it had levity and over the top stuff. And it didn't try to go for like grounded realism. That is like what I would say way more Hollywood. It had like an action thing, but it was sort of the silly video game adjacent. There was some overlap in the Venn diagram of things you okay. like about movies and games. And the so tone, I you're think, really concerned about tone. Yeah, it's it's the tone because if you play Uncharted 3, which it was the most blockbustery game before Last of Us, and then 
uh, you play Uncharted 4, you can see the impact. It's like oh, you night don't have and to day. tell me about Uncharted 4. As soon as they what? play that slow version of the theme song, I'm like, what? Yeah, like one version is like <laughs> we just sucked all the things you love out of this franchise to make it more like Last of Us, and the other one is silly and fun and things are exploding and it's it's chaotic and i i i think that it's the combination of the things that last of us did right but the pro the big problem is last of us how successful it was the fact that it was so successful that everyone in the industry and continues to be yeah and went that's yes. the one that we should chase and then they've released it multiple times they've made sequels they've put it on television like all the things you could do to just like push the industry in that direction and it's all the stuff that makes me cringe about the industry because i just don't think that we should try to be hollywood because i think I travis has hollywood. convinced me with his answer i think so too. It's, it's a good argument it's a good certainly argument. Its appearance on the gq list i had very much the similar reaction it's like no 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 i don't want I don't want that. See, and I, I and I adore Last of Us. I'm one of I those that too. has it in my top. We, we all like I really it. enjoyed Last of Us. It's it's yeah. an unintended consequence. It's not like the people at Naughty Dog blame for this. It's like they did something really well, and people have been chasing it. And for me, it's a chase in the opposite direction. I want the industry to move in. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, yes, yes, and I think we've expressed our concerns. Probably Dan is maybe the holdout on this point, but with the direction that even took PlayStation as a whole, right? Um, you can see it in games like Ragnarok um, and other games where obviously they're more focused on these kind of narrative sections than they are the game itself, um, which is problematic. So yeah, I think you've probably convinced me as well. I would say that uh, I would say that you know, fortunately, I see. <laughs> fortunately, we do have games like Elden Ring, and to your guys's point, Tears of the Kingdom and other games that I think you know really focus on just giving a player this thing to get lost in that is very gamey. Um, you know, the industry is big enough to support both, but uh, I, I can see your argument. So, I Sony needs to put out new Astrobot games. Come on, Sony, dude, yeah. seriously, give us an Astrobot full Sly platformer. Cooper. Like, come on, Sly Cooper, man. That's like Cooper that's Jack. Cool. I loved all those Jack and Daxter. Give me Banjo, god damn it. And well, I, uh, I, I love know. Sly Cooper, I'd rather have Sly Cooper than Ghost of Tsushima, but I like Ghost of Tsushima, so I, I can't really complain that much. Yeah, <laughs> so Rob, Rob Frawley, uh, second says, I think there's room for both. You're 100% right, there is room for yeah, both. That's what I just said. The industry yeah. can do both. Um, and you, you actually see that in the industry, but you know, it's the same argument for people that say Destiny ruined the industry. It's like there's room for live service games and not, but you see that sometimes some games push the industry to like over chase a specific segment of it i think I, you said I, it, you said it well you said unintended yeah. consequence right? yeah like, i i think yeah destiny is obviously unintended destiny would love to be the only live service game but when you're successful people <laughs> want to replicate that right and uh i i so i think that um some people i would actually agree with the idea when people say that the market is oversaturated with live service and too many are trying to do it. I think that's 100% true. I say, I love live service games. Please stop making them. And I think that, that, that is that's true. And you can also love the last of us and you can love ghost of Tsushima and also say, I'm seeing this way too much. Please stop doing it as much. But that's the, that's the trouble you, you put yourself in when you have a successful game is some, the industry's going to go where the money's at, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. think Last of Us is a good answer because I think it also blew up Naughty Dog. I don't, I don't think Naughty yeah. Dog has made things that I like very much since. Yeah, yeah. Even though to to Travis's point, they're celebrated, right? They're making the money. Yeah, they make the money. Um, I, I think yeah. you're going to see the same thing with uh, Insomniac. I think that Spider Man is going to be the game that that always agree. Yeah, I think Sunset Overdrive is going to be the last game that feels like a Insomniac. You know, 
unique game because now they're working yep, on you it. You don't give Rift Apart credit. Yeah, for right. That. Like nobody plays Ratchet and Clank. Oh, right. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything. Like no, everybody always forgets that game. Everybody's always about like, oh game. gosh, why are these new consoles. Yeah. Well, I, agree. That's a big it's agree. I, but I do think Spider Man is so big. It, it's very clear their focus has been on Spider Man Two. They announced Wolverine way ahead of time Fantastic. for that reason. Like they're capitalizing in that comic space, which I, I just, again, you're gonna see a lot less of people love. That. You're going to see less of that original identity Insomniac had because now they're the game that they're the studio that makes like really high budget Marvel uh, games. And as much as I love Marvel, I I just you know, I to me that's not the stuff I love from Insomniac. I like stuff like Rift Apart and Sunset Overdrive and the weird stuff that they're known for. So, Resistance, damn it! Oh, I hate. All right, boys, like that game again. Stop it. Oh, resistance. Oh, right, shooter. Come on. That's, That's another chase game, right? They're chasing Call of Duty and Modern Warfare with yeah. resistance. I never thought resistance yeah, yeah. came together totally well. I really did like resistance to multiplayer, but that's not what anybody yeah. talks about. Yeah, that's what I I, I played that quite thing a bit. I like Bioshock Two multiplayer, like the forgotten multiplayer games of the world. Although it was um, not that bad. I like Bioshock bad. multiplayer. It's not that. It's sort of like the yeah. Assassin's Creed multiplayer that we. Oh, I love that. I, I know. Well, Resistance was, Two multiplayer for those that didn't play it was a class-based multiplayer versus environment type game that I don't think anybody really followed up on in terms of the threads that it created. Yeah. Hope no, was fun. Class Warfare. Played it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great comment to end on um so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here a little bit of a shorter show today it is mother's day here and uh, like we said pretty slow news week everyone wants to get back to playing zelda or diablo we know how it goes um a couple things to talk about so next week uh don't forget is episode 250 it's our trivia special Give it a couple minutes, Travis. Trivia special. Travis is hosting. We will hold him to that. We'll have some uh, great guests with us next week. Should be a lot of fun. I Let's hope you enjoy control two questions, Travis. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Just I don't will, ask me that. I will rig all of the questions to be specific to Hoag's fancies. Just, just deep Halo lore is what I mean, I'm what, looking for. What popular PC 4X franchise took massive chunks of the plot of Star Control 2 for its own campaign? Dr. Halsey. Magic <laughs> civilizations. All of, my, all of my trivia answers are going to be opinion based. What is the worst video game of all time? And then you, <laughs> and then you like, just what? give us a point score yeah. based go, on what nope, you think. You guys are all wrong. It's this answer. And then you guys, <laughs> you're like, wow, this is really upsetting. I like how you give it away as if that will be a question. Right, oh right. Um, so it should be a lot of fun next week. I hope you can join us. Uh, we also we won't be talking next week, but when we come back, obviously uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Uh, Travis and I, reminder, we're both reviewing Diablo Four. Uh, we are also at that time when we come back, we'll be able to talk about the new Outlast game, uh, which we can't talk we can about right now. We can say we're yeah, yeah. I mean we're. Yeah, we're playing it, but we can't say anything about it. Um, so more to come on that. Uh, I will uh, be posting a video after a week or two of these. Uh, this is the Odyssey Maxwell headset. New one for PC and PlayStation 5 or PC and Xbox. Very high-end, high-quality uh, audio um, gaming headset. It's fantastic. I'll have a review on that. And then, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. But, uh, Travis, what you got going on, man? Oh, yeah. sorry, one more thing. I'm going to do my best to stream Romancevania tomorrow. Nice. Monday night, Finally. as we're recording this. So Monday night, 
Yes, I, I wanted to do it last night. Something came up, and I'm I'm mad that I haven't gotten back to it. So tomorrow night, hopefully, uh, you guys can swing by. You can find me on Twitch doing that. Sorry, Travis, go for it. Yeah, um, I've got a review of uh, the Outlast Trials going live this week at some point. Um, I've got Diablo 4, which I'm going to begin my review of uh, also this week, um, getting early access to it. And... Um, uh, Ains, I just learned a very unfortunate news this week that uh, our progress will not carry over to the final game. So we are going to have to beat the entire game. We're going to have to beat the entire game in two weeks and then start over level one. Good times. Um, so yeah, get ready for that to be unfortunate. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm working on some uh, coverage of Dungeons and Dragons that I can talk about on uh, in a couple weeks. Um, not a lot to talk about now. And then also got some other preview stuff that I don't think I can even mention what the game is or what studio it's for, but I've got some really cool stuff. I'm going to be traveling, going to different studios. I'm really happy to be getting out of the house and going to studios in person recently. It's been a lot of fun. I've missed it. And um, yeah, you can follow me at Travis if you want to see all that stuff, because I always tweet all of my stories. And if you like my 25-year-old youthful content, you can find it there. <laughs> there you go, guys. Good times. Fair enough. Look clunky. Excellent. Hogue. Don't, Anything don't have a mother, but Well, I continue my parade of medical appointments, but I have been discharged from physiotherapy, so we're getting we're getting there. Um, I don't know what I'll be doing. Is that when you can sense the history of objects? <laughs> yeah, if I'm <laughs> Cal Kestis. Uh, so yeah, the physio is is the running and the, the walking and the, the gross motor skills, and then I'm still in occupational therapy for hand and arm stuff. Um, but, uh, as I continue down that path, I, I get to remove medical appointments from my schedule. And so I should be getting back to making more videos pretty soon, but we just finished our fundraiser. We just finished the stroke series. And then, you know, it's not like anything's happened in the world of legality and video games. Right. So we'll be getting back to making videos pretty soon. So if you like talking about video games and law, Come on over to Virtual Legality. Come on over to the Hogue Law YouTube channel because there's basically no one else talking about it. So you might as well hang out with me. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair like to fairy. Uh, Dan had uh, something come up at home. Uh, he has kind of pinged us privately here. So uh, he says goodbye. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next week. Normal time next week for episode 250. Like I said, for the trivia special. Hope to see you then. Otherwise, have a good rest of the mother. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the, the mothers out there. And um, have a good week gaming. Enjoy your tears of the kingdom. And we will see you. Oh, no. We got a, I'm sorry. We got a super chat literally right now, like as I'm closing the show. Apologies. Read the room. Super chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, with the Polish uh, Zaka, I believe we said 25. In my opinion, the most impactful game is either Doom or Quake. Half Life, Counter Strike, Unreal Tournament, Team Fortress are linked to Doom and Quake. He. Or she is not wrong. And that's why it's funny when I said uh, younger person, Travis, may not understand the impact Doom had on the industry. Okay, come that's on. What, that's come why on. I brought I, it up. That's that's silly. Come on. It, yeah, everybody nope. knows the impact. No, they don't. I do. Well, that you're not everybody. You're one person. <laughs> All right. Well, there can be smart people who are young who understand the history of things. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good comment. I mean, thank you for the late super chat. Uh, and I agree with you. And we'll go ahead and hide that. We're going to get out of here now. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>